Fucked a bitch in Paris. Had her gone off that vodka. I pulled out her French open. Naomi Osaka. There's a there's a rapper right now thinking of a pull out Naomi Osaka line right now. It has to be. Shout out to her though, man. Like, yeah. Put I, yourself first. It was weird because like you know. I don't know why they will find her for um, not showing up. It's like that. Like I'm the biggest draw here. Because you got to kiss the ring, man. I'm just like, you know what? She was like, all right, bet. Well, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go home. I'm just gonna go out and over here. And yeah. then they're like, no, you can't come back to any of our tournaments. She's like, all right, cool. I'm just gonna go chill with my 50 mil I just made in endorsements. And I'm gonna holler at y'all next year. Think the fuck about the French Open? Yeah, man. Fuck and Serena's out to now, so it's like, what is even the point? Like, you think we give a fuck about the French Open? Yeah. Yeah, fuck a French Open. Fuck a French Open. Pull out. Boss on your face. Face, neck, and check. Check? Neck. Pull on a, put out and busting on somebody's check is highly disrespectful. Can't use that anymore. Better have direct deposit. Can't even scam that? Nah. Coming to you live from Ed's living room, you're listening to State Your Take with Ed and Aaron. That was good. I should be a rapper. What would uh, your name be? Would, uh, you be Aaron? Would, you, would you go like the natural like Aaron Michael? That would be. Yeah, when I did music, it was Aaron Michael, but I spelled it like a dumb idiot. <laughs> yeah. A R N M I K L. I was. Uh, spell it straight up. I was really big in like Turkey and in like oh, Istanbul because no, but there's like a flamenco artist named uh-huh. Armic whose like name is very similar to the way that I spelled mine. So anytime someone would spell my name or spell his name, it would say, did you on Google? It'd be like, did you mean Aaron oh, Michael dude. or did you mean Armic? So I got heavy play in the Middle East. Yo, we should have went out there. I should have. You should have like, at least like, yeah. I was, I'm, listen, man, I, if I could do my life all over again, there's a lot of changes you that would be made. Sample, at least once and just had like, it just had a pop-up. Yeah, <laughs> a pop-up show. And Istanbul. Man, it would have been nuts. Uh, hey, everybody. Thanks for coming to the show. Back to the show, I should say. If you're returning, if you're new here, welcome. We meet every Monday. And now you are here among with us. Yeah. Um, we talk about they have stimulating conversations. Very stimulating conversations. You should just hook us up to your car battery because mm-hmm. the stimulation will charge the battery on vibes alone. Yep. You need, who needs jumper cables? Who needs jumper cables? Have, yeah, us. Do you have jumper cables in your car? I do. I have, I have one of those, like, um, those charge, those car, those, like, you know, like those, like, more mobile charger things? No. You never I don't know what you're talking about. You can like plug them into the wall and then you can have them with you. And then you'll need, you'll need to um, like have jumper cables. You just have that and you hook up to your car and they'll jump your car for you. Where'd you get that from? I got a Walmart. It's like 50 bucks. No shit. Yeah. Okay. I'm about to check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're new here, uh, sub to the podcast. Check out our Instagram page in which we don't post to. We only spect- to get, uh, spectate. We're just watching you. Just we're, watching. We're stalkers. We'll, we'll put this shit up, up front. At State Your Take. We ain't posting a goddamn thing. We're Not just going to watch you. a fucking thing. Yeah. Um, you can check out our Spotify playlist, which we are going to be updating 
soon. Let's say next week. Sure. We'll do it for the summer. Yeah. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a weekly pod, uh, playlist now. So we're going to have all new songs every week. So Ed and I, we're going to pick just a, our favorite shit that we're listening to right now, and we're going to expose it to you so that you can enjoy. Yeah. So whatever songs that are currently on our playlist, the state your, state your take list with Ed and Aaron, that is 24 hours of scalding hot bitching tunes. Go in there right now, scrub through it, listen to them all, favorite the shit that you like because it's going away. Yeah, we're going to delete that shit. Going to delete that shit and start over. We're going to control all, delete that shit. Delete all that shit. Yeah. So you can check that out. Um, there's a link in our bio on our Instagram for our merch store. You can check that out. Get yourself a t-shirt. Get right. How was your week? Um, it was cool. It was, it was busy. Like, yeah. Just having. Um, one thing about, um, one thing I missed about unemployment was like about the energy that I had. <laughs> I love that sentence. One thing I miss about you know what I miss about unemployment? I had way more energy. Like I had way more just energy and time. Can I tell you how much I miss being not having a job? Like <laughs> th- those some of those days were just some of my most fun days. I think like if I wasn't worried about the um pending doom of me not making rent or mm-hmm. something like that, I'd have probably enjoyed it a lot more. Yeah. That was all looming and it kind of fucked it up for me. But there were some things that I just yeah, I had I I got a lot more sleep. Yeah, I had a lot more um, uh, energy, a lot more energy, a lot more free time. Yeah, but don't don't get me wrong; I wouldn't trade places, but it wasn't all bad. No, I mean, like it was just mostly bad. There were like, luckily, the last time I got fired from my job, I had another job lined up within mm, three days. Okay, so you know, it wasn't that long until I was working again, but. There was that one day, I think it was like a Thursday, uh, and it was like 11 o'clock in the morning, and I was like, I'm going to go see a movie. Yeah. And I went to the movies, and yeah. it was empty. Right. And it was awesome. You'd be like Cape Fear, just like, yeah. was just laughing your ass <laughs> off, and, no one, and there's no one else in there. There's no one else to bother you. Yeah. There's no one else to ruin it. So that was really fun. So I feel you on that, man. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about how I took your lunch money this week? I mean, we could talk about that if you want to. Let's like, talk about that. I mean, talk about we play poker. Yeah, we play poker. And yeah. A bunch of our buddies, we got together. All the dudes were there. It felt like a beer commercial. It really felt like it. Or it felt like one of those. I, I, every time like sitcoms used to have like, they used to have like episode where like there was a, the dad figures playing poker. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching them like, hey, what's that like? And now I'm like living that same shit. Yeah, it's, like, it's yeah, exactly that. Now. I'm the dad in that fucking like, King of Queens, or the fuck? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, alcoholic adult Carl beverages. On family matters. Yeah, there's a there's for whatever reason there's a haze in the room, like a smoky. And haze it was kind of hazy. It was very hazy in there. It was hazy for some reason. I don't even know why. It was. It was just hazy. I mean, they had those like he had like those green lights. You know those like classic green lights that hang low. Yeah, because I'm, yeah. I'm always I'm always wondering like every time I used to see those like scenes and say comes out like who what room looks like this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's room we play poker. And Turns out like it's this. your garage. Yeah, they all look like this. And when we play poker, it looks just like what you see on TV. Mm-hmm. So it's super accurate. So I took your money. I took Rick's money. Mm-hmm. I took Young Corona's money. I took our friend uh, uh, Goody. I took his money. I took Reed's money. Uh, I took Vic's money. The only money I didn't take, and I had for a little while, but I didn't end up taking all of his money. But uh, Constant, David, uh, we uh, didn't 
I didn't take all of his money, but I took most people's money. Yeah, it's with the pot, right? Uh, yeah, we split it up three ways. Yeah, I took I took the not the lion's share, but I guess the hyena's share, oh. whatever you would call that. Is that what that's called? Yeah, I don't know. I just it's made that up. Very lion, lion kingy. Yeah, I know. But uh, yeah, how'd that feel? You taking you you got your lunch money taken by me. Oh, how'd that feel? I don't give a fuck about that shit. I don't give a fuck about you losing like twenty dollars. <laughs> like whenever I go into gambling, I I I prepare. To, I'm like I. In my mind, whenever I gamble, I part ways that money already. Like I'm never going to be to the point where I went to a gambling trip and all of a sudden I can't find a way home. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have this. Like whatever money I put to bet, like I like I lost forty. I was probably lose sixty that night. <laughs> you like, should have. But you I should have bought in. No, I didn't. Should have bought back in. No, nah, I was like, fuck it, I'm good. Okay. But as I'm saying, like whenever I gamble, like I don't. I'm not a good gambler. Like I'm not one of these guys just gonna be like out here just, you know. I could tell where whatever was handed. I'm just I'm not here playing. I'm just seeing what happens. So it's like whatever I gamble, I mentally part ways that money before I even get to the get to where I'm going. It's a smart strategy. So I'm just like, if I win more, great. If I don't, so whatever. It's very strategic. On you. So I'm just like, eh. Do you want to know what I did with your your money and everybody else's money? What'd you do? I went to go out and eat. Okay. Went and took Ash to a nice little spot called Hondo. 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 It's this little like a uh, Japanese hand rolled spot. Over by her in the Heights, and it was pretty good. Okay, definitely recommend. I feel, that. Like, we, I feel like we shout out restaurants a lot now. Man. That is part of our show now, right? We kind of shout out restaurants and shit. Did you go anywhere this week? I went to Savoie. Oh yeah, you did. I did. I went That's, to yesterday. Okay, you went yesterday. Yeah. So you was in the neighborhood. I was in the neighborhood. Do you know that spot across the street from Savoie? That taco spot. I, I saw it. I don't know what it's called though. It's taco. It's T A Q O. Oh yeah, that was. I was like, that's a weird way to spell taco, bro. Let me tell you something. Their beef fajita bowl, unfuckwittable. Cool. No, it's more than cool. It's Not like right. I have dreams about it, dude. Dreams. About it. It's that serious. It's wow. so fucking good. Wow. Uh, yeah. No, but it was good though. Savoy was Savoy was pretty good. Did you? Uh, do you have that? Did you ever have that carrot butter over there at Savoy on the uh, cheese plate? I didn't have plate? that. I had the. Um, we had the. Uh, we got the short rib. Mm. We got the shrimp and risotto. Um, with the uh, mussels in it. That's what's up. And what else did we get? We got the the hummus. Oh yeah, that was pretty good. And they have carrots on the menu too, don't they? They, don't have, they? they also have carrots. They also have carrots. I didn't get the carrots this time. See, okay, okay. next time you go, you got to get the cheese board, and then you got to get the you got to try that carrot butter. We thought about getting the cheese board. It was like this. We thought about it that we really did. Like we were just kind of. It was like that of the hummus, and it was just like ah. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah, Either was, I mean, look, the food's tough. valid there. Everything was great though. Yeah, so you're everything not gonna, was great. You're not gonna go wrong there. But yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's our that's our our, our restaurant review. Yeah, there you go. We do that now. <laughs> Your take restaurant review because we, yeah, we got money, we can eat shit now. Yeah, right. Is that, how nice is that? That's the funny thing because I get, I think we can do because we're unemployed. Yeah, we can't, we can't review hot pockets. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I tried I tried this shrimp ramen. It was really great this week. Yeah, you right. That you get shrimp ramen. I had I had another uh, box of uh, macaroni and cheese, blue box macaroni and cheese. Yeah, seems to do it with my tears. Yeah. It was delicious. <laughs> You ever try to like take food like that and try to make it gourmet? Do do I? Like I think I feel like ramen is the main thing you everyone's tried to gourmet. Like you drizzle a little olive oil everyone's on the ramen. Everyone's done ramen at least yeah. once. Like I don't know, if you if you have if you tell me that you're not, you're lying. Yeah. For you're sure. lying. If anything, you know what? I would appreciate it if people would just DM us DM us yeah. your um gourmet ramen. Ooh, yeah. Gourmet if you got a gourmet ramen recipe. Hit me up. Yes. I will Slide try into the DMs. I will try it. And I will I, I will try it. I will shout you out. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you how it was. Yeah. We'll give you an honest review. I will. 
Um, so I just realized right now that we didn't do like the full like pre-show production meeting that we normally do. Oh yeah. So what is this social media participation oh, thing that you had? Like listed? no, because like uh, look, you said like we said we we're on Instagram and we're fully spectating now though. Mm-hmm. But this week I just saw um our notifications going up again. And it was from a picture oh, that we did yeah. fucking like months ago. It was like eight months ago. Yeah. From that fucking experiment. Yeah. So for anybody that doesn't know, uh um like eight months ago. Ed and I decided to concoct a little experiment on Instagram in order to in- increase our engagement. Engagement, air quotes. So we posted a bunch of vi- uh, pictures of hot women, right? And their parts. And their parts. And uh, <laughs> spoiler alert, it did very well. Yeah. Like our, our engagement went up, I think I think it was like 1,100%. Through the fucking roof. Yeah, just shot through the just skyscraper. So much that we had to end the experience. Like, mm-hmm. We're going to do it for a while. We're like, it's, yeah. it, it's, a, it's a wrap. We put, we put nine <laughs> pictures up. It was a wrap. <laughs> it was, a, was wrap a, it's a wrap. Like, we, got, we got what we need. So anyway, one of the girls, I guess, uh, retweet or put it on her story. Yeah, shout out to her, though. Like, I'm not, shout out to her. I'm mad at her for that. Not you know at all. Mean? Thank like, you very much. Yeah. As a matter of fact, let me find her name while you just keep talking. Yeah, so it was just... It, so basically, the the when when we engaged on social media, like it was mostly Aaron, and it was not me because I told Aaron I hate social media. I hate it, and I also honestly felt like I was kind of like dragging ass because like you were putting a lot into it, and I just didn't want to. Yeah. So I just felt like I honestly felt bad about not doing it. So I was like, I'm. And we weren't getting the engagement that you wanted, even though you're putting you're putting in a lot of work. Yes, sir. So I was just like, I just want to show you how fake this shit is. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I was just like, watch, just just put up asses on our page and watch what happens. Like, and magic for, happened. Yeah, forget. Like I was like, forget all the funny content you find. Forget all the clips we put up there. Forget all because we put up our show on there. Just put ass on this on the page and see what happens. It was one of your finest ideas. I mean, thank you. No. So yeah, and it was just, um, and it was enlightening and also infuriating. Very infuriating at the same time, because it's like you're just, it's like, what is social media even for if you can't even socialize what you want to really socialize? Yeah, it's like, what is like if you gotta just acquiesce to the powers that be, that nobody really fully understands. Like nobody right. understands how this shit works. Right. But if you gotta acquiesce and you know, play the game or play the rules or whatever the fuck in order to just get your content in front of the people that actually already follow you, it's not worth it. Right. Um, the girl's name, by the way, is like Orange something. Orange Calderon? I think that was the... Uh, Orange Calderon. Yeah, she was a... And the funny thing is, I think she's a DJ. Yeah. She's a DJ. Yeah. But it's like... Her ass was on her page, and that's what got us the engagement. And it's just like, but see, but look at, but look at what you just said. She's mm, a DJ, yes, and she's out here just like showing off the cakes, right? Yes. It's not enough merit for her to get followers based off of like her sets, no, or her music right. or anything like that. Like she's got to do, she's got to play the game too. But it's, but that's, I think that's fucked. It is fucked. It's, I, I don't, I just hate. Social media is so much. It's yeah. like nothing in nothing out there is real. No, nothing in there is real. No, no, nothing. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Davis. Um, I'm on. I follow him on Patreon mm-hmm. as well as Cole Forty Five. 
I'm on to put Shout down out there. to Cult 45 Podcast. Yeah. Brandon and Randy. Yeah. I said, I, like, I, I haven't been, I haven't, he asked me what movie I wanted to do. And I and I just kind of left my red. It's not I don't know that. I just don't know. What, I'm just thinking what movie to do. Yeah, I yeah. just haven't thought of one yet. It's not like I'm just like ignoring it. I just don't know what I want to do yet. Hey guys, if you want to do something really fun, go and subscribe to Cult Forty Five's Patreon because every time that you subscribe to their Patreon, you get to pick a movie for them to watch and review on their show. Yeah. So if you really want to fuck with their heads, you'll pick a terrible movie. Yeah. So and so yeah, just that. But Ron Davis said one time he was like, um. He uh man, I forgot I was going with that. He said, uh damn it. Oh, did I make I you got, lose your thought? No, I, I lost thought because I was talking about Code 45. No, sorry. But um it was but yeah, he said places like social media. Oh, that's what he said. He said, if you went to a place mm-hmm. that like all of a sudden that like a public place where kids were dancing and kids were and kids were just playing and playing games and stuff like that, and all of a sudden like some adults pulled up and started smoking weed. And started like doing illicit dances and started doing all kinds of crazy shit. You would not stand for that, but for some reason, it's okay for that to be on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Which is like he said, like even you in your back of your mind know this is this is not real. Yeah, right. You're totally right. And TikTok is probably the funniest example of all that because it's so instant. It's yes. like Vine was. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's here, it's there, and then it's gone. Yeah, and you'll see like you, uh, like you also have like in this where that you'll have like um, you'll have side by side like you'll have you know kids unboxing things. You'll have people doing like dances like they're directing running traffic, and then you'll have like people just like you'll have people using drugs and just have like um, illicit sexual material. All on the same platform, and no one gives a shit about it. Yeah, and I mean, I don't give a shit either way. But I think that I'm saying, like, if it's happened in real life, you give more of a fuck about it, right? But yeah. it's like, yeah, but y'all here in this fake world doing that shit, and it's just like you're just doing it for likes and views. I think it's only acceptable because you could just turn it off. But no, it's, it's acceptable because you want likes and views. Like you want likes and people to view you, and it's just like, is this even really you though? Like we, like, like, like for instance, like. The DJ that we saw, like she's a DJ, Orange Calderon. Yeah, and we, shout out to her. And and but people are liking her cakes. Right. I'm like, that's not. There's more to her than that. Right. And and like, if, if I'm not knocking the cakes, no, we love the cakes. But I'm Let's saying be very that, clear, we're very pro cake. You're a pro cake. Yeah. But I'm saying like, there's more to her than that. So it's like I don't think that the the stuff that we do, you do for likes and views, it's just not real. It ain't real. So I'm just like, I don't get no. the the um the the like fervent. Listen, man, this is a, a, a tale as old as time. You know what I'm saying? Like, we'll never be able to get to the bottom of this, and it's only going to get worse from here. So, I mean, let's just, I mean, I'm trying not to let it stress you out, you know? Just uh, woosaw. It just, like. You know what you need? You need another float. You need to go into another float spa adventure. I do. No, I definitely do. Yeah. But it was just, it was just like that, that happened this week, and I was just like, fuck, God damn it, This shit worked way too well. You know what I discovered this week? So, and it kind of shook me to my core, and I didn't put it on the show notes, but I just wanted to like bring this up real quick to see if you knew about this. Um, Pac came out with uh, "Hit 'Em Up," right? And I think that was about twenty-five years ago, right? We know that the crux of that beef between Biggie and Pac stems from the shooting that happened at the Quad in New York City where Pac got shot for the very first time, right? But a caveat to that beef was the alleged affair 
between Biggie's wife, Faith Evans, yes. and Tupac. Yes. Did you know that at one point during the recordings at Death Row, Death Row Records, one of Snoop Dogg's little cousins is running around the studio and sees Faith Evans sitting on Pac's lap. Oh, no. And I guess went to go tell somebody about what he saw. Did you know that? I did not know that. I did not know that. Did you know that that 15-year-old boy was Ray J? (laughs) I'm not kidding you. (laughs) Snoop and Ray J, along with Brandy, are related. Wow. Now, okay. I know we have like Forrest Gump as a movie where it's just like you follow a man through his life and Mm -hmm. he does extraordinary things and he just happens Mm -hmm. to be in the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. But how many more instances do we need to prove that Ray J needs his own biopic movie? Oh, no. He needed his biopic like a while ago. I mean, come on, dude. Like, Let's just look at the... Like, the... Listen, first of all, this, right, that I just discovered, mm-hmm. the, the beef between ba- Pac and Biggie, yeah. <laughs> he had a hand in. He's, he, oh, he's a witness of it. The rise of the Kardashians. Yes. And subsequently, the elevation of cakes on social media. Yes. He's right there. He's right there. You got reality television dating shows. He was in it. For the love of Ray J. You got glasses that flip down. Yep. That can't be broken. I mean, who brought <laughs> who brought that to you other than Ray Raycons? I mean Raycons, yeah. And we're not even touching the music. Like, fuck the music. Like the music's great, but like we didn't even get to that. Mm-hmm. And then you got Moesha. You're right. on I mean, like, come I on, mean, dude. Look, the the yeah. No, when he put out I hit it first. I mean, and you had the artwork. <laughs> I mean, like, what the fuck are we talking about? Like, the man is King Petty. The king is the guy is Betty Petty Crocker. Yeah, Petty yeah. next door. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Petty no. poop. You ain't you ain't gotta sell the bio. If, there's a bio who's, who's playing Ray J in a biopic? Ray J. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Who what, else? Am I, what am I talking? What am I saying? This is this needs to be understate your they're tape gonna, productions. They're gonna, <laughs> we got we have a long list of things. Long movie list of things. Like we're we're just gonna have our own we're gonna buy Tyler Perry, have our own production. Man, like, just listen. Like a whole fucking look. We have a whole little compound. Yeah, dude. Listen, man. I, mean, I was just, just putting out gold. Streets need this. They do. All right. So something else that I learned this week that really shocked me to my core was this fucking... Uh, have you heard about this? The uh, St. Louis Veiled Prophet Gala Ball thing? I think I heard about like Ellie Kemper. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, she was... I think I saw, like I saw that show trending and I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Right. So Ellie Kemper, who I guess rose to fame on The Office, mm-hmm. and then she had her own show, The uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. She's an actress. Um, also in, um, she's also in Bridesmaids. Is she? Yeah. Oh, I, didn't, mm-hmm. I don't know if I ever saw that. Oh, you didn't? Bridesmaids? It's pretty funny. Is that, the, which one is that? That's the one with Kristen Wiig. And, yeah, uh, no, I didn't see that one. Oh, that's pretty good. That's a good one. I saw a girl strip. Oh, okay. I saw the, the, um, the living single to friends version of oh no that was they actually had no they had two movies came out at the same time yeah and that but that bridesmaids is not what you're thinking about there was another movie that came out with that movie that 
It was a different movie? Yeah, like Bridesmaids is like a movie that came out. It came out before all those. It had Maya Rudolph in it and Kristen Wiig and oh. Melissa McCarthy. Okay, and, that's yeah, not what I'm thinking of. Then. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're thinking about. Right. I don't know what the name of that movie was, but yeah, no, The Girl Show was a better movie. Yeah, Girl Show was super fun. <laughs> that fucking scene where uh, uh, Tiffany Haddish is hanging over New Orleans and she fucking explodes. Yeah, yeah that's that just That fucking <laughs> annihilated me. But anyway, uh, Ellie Kemper was apparently a... Oh, gosh, this is I can't I don't even know how to explain this to start off. Just with. Go ahead. I guess what happened was what had happened was in uh, 1877. <laughs> We're going way back. We're going way back. Like I have like I actually was like having like the sideburns just and no and no and no much action bridge. I have sideburns. What we're like, gonna do right here is go back, <laughs> way back. Back I'll, in the time, I always picture like there's a like I will, I wish that I hope there's like a version of me. I would love to go back in the time machine and have like a version of me. Mm-hmm. And it just has sideburns. Like he's just like for some reason like I don't know why he looks just like me, but he has sideburns on. It's just like your uh, your great ancestor, yeah, uh, Jasper, right? Onion Wu, <laughs> right? Like I said, they just see me with sideburns. <laughs> um, so I guess what happened was, and I'm giving you a very like spark notes version of the history of this thing but i guess like some old white people the old white elites back in 1877 were like nah this ain't good enough we got to make our lives weirder so they decided that they were going to um take uh elements of like mardi gras and like all these other like occulty culty figures and create their own gala ball and create this veiled prophet figure um you know fantasy character that chooses st louis to be his stomping grounds and come and like you know i don't even fucking know how to explain i really don't know how to explain it but it's this weird uh you know true detective season one kind of mythical weird fantasy racist gala thing that happens in st louis every year right um like i said they take elements from mardi gras so it's got like a bunch of colorful costumes and like a parade ball gowns ball gowns but it's all rooted and stems in like this elitist racist um i want to say incestuous roots to it um anyway it's a very weird thing that happens right and Ellie Kemper apparently was the like Miss Thin Veiled Prophet of 1990, I think, whenever she was 16. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that came around on Twitter and she started trending and people were looking into this and finding out how weird it was. If you guys really want to know about how weird it is, The Atlantic has a great write-up about what happens and what this means in the town of St. Louis and kind of the history behind the parade and all that kind of stuff. Um, did you read about this? No. Okay. But it's, look, man, the more that I learn about these kinds of like weird history lessons, the more that I'm convinced that like when people are just bored, they'll just do anything. Not just bored. When you're bored, and wealthy and privileged. Yeah. They'll do some they'll they'll do some weird shit. Do like, some very weird shit. Yeah, like I don't know what it is about just I feel like my theory is it's kind of like when you can make your Pornhub search real, 
<laughs> that's when you're in some bad like territory. And you're you can just really fuck. You can just a lot of fuck shit. Yeah, dude. When you can just make like you can like I can do this. Yeah. Like two midgets on a on a stump, I can make that happen. Some very classist elements here are just taking this group of elite people, white elite people, and having their own like secret club. And, you know, they're all hobnobbing with one another and they're trying to find ways on keeping the working class and the middle class oppressed and down and not able to rise and, and create their own. And I'm uh, sure there's also a lot of inbreeding involved. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Which is weird because, like, we look at royalty and everything, like, but, like, whatever there's royalty, like, there's inbreeding. Yeah. I don't get how you can separate the two. Got to keep the blood pure. Yeah, man. but I'm saying, like, inbreeding is pretty much frowned upon in most cases, but royalty is loved. And I'm like, these go hand in hand. Like, they're skipping through the forest together, holding hands. Mm-hmm. Royalty and inbreeding because they're just royal and they're wealthy and they're fucking their sisters. There was one moment where one of the veiled prophets was unveiled. Mm. Um, the identity was revealed, which apparently is a big no-no in this thing. Oh, no. Uh, but at one point, an activist, um, let me see if I can find her name. Um, shit. Uh, I, can't think, I can't find her name right now, but she slid down a power cable like uh, Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible <laughs> and ripped the veil off of the prophet as he was sitting there and that it, was an operation yeah and it ended up being the vice president of monsanto the fucking seed company wow so that just goes to show you like how deep this goes man like monsanto is like i'm, I'm pretty sure we've talked about monsanto on this show i think so maybe long time ago but if you don't want to know about like what monsanto is and what they do and their effects on the world economy you can go ahead and google that but that just goes to show you the level of power and money that is involved here. Like, it's not just some rinky dink. Oh, these are only like local St. Louis people. Like, no, this is like a worldwide thing. Yeah, and they're and they're playing weird inbreeding. Yeah, and they're just games. diddling each other. And like, uh-huh. who the fuck knows happens? But anyway, it's a weird thing. I thought it was very weird. I thought it was weird that Ellie Kempner was trending. I thought it was weird that she ended up being like maybe kind of racist. Like, I don't know. Like, uh, I yeah. can't put that on her. Yeah. I but she's know. definitely involved with this racist group of people. Yeah, she knows more about it than most people do. That's for sure. And we're just waiting for her to address it. Yep. Um, Speaking of addressing things, Vanessa Carlton finally addressing the, the use of her song, A Thousand Miles, in all these rap songs. Or just one, really. Oh, okay. Yeah, this one particular rap song, but yeah. like there was a one um, like viral video that went around a few years ago where the guy was like shooting up people on the block, and he used that song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't an official song, but it was still very funny. Yeah. Um, Young and Ace made the song uh, "Who I Smoke" <laughs> a few weeks ago, and boy, did it take the internet by storm. The video especially, too. The video especially. They're out on a golf course, and they're smoking, and they're hitting golf balls, and they're talking about who they smoke. To Vanessa Carlton's um, Thousand Miles. To the tune of A Thousand Miles. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite a mindfuck. Dateline! Vanessa Carlton tells white folks upset she gave a rapper permission to sample A Thousand Miles to sit the fuck down. Singer-songwriter. Vanessa Carlton spoke up in defense of rapper Young and Ace after he sampled her hit song, A Thousand Miles. 
Carlton was met with retaliation from disgruntled fans who felt the rapper's lyrics in his single, Who I Smoke, were inappropriate and should not have been coupled with the popular 2002 track. To white, uh, quote, to the white folks that have expressed anger and shock she over. Said white, she said white folks too. She said white folks. Uh, anger and shock over my approval of a thousand miles usage in Spin a Benz, Whoopa, Whoopa with. <laughs> Okay, I was, uh, I'm sorry. I fucking misread that. I wasn't expecting this. I'm sorry. I didn't see this. I didn't see. There's a whole bunch of people that say with this fucking song. Spin a Benz, Whopper with the Chopper, Young and Ace, and Fast Money Goon song, Who I Smoke. I invite you to ask yourself why you feel this way and then read this. Carlton wrote on Twitter before sharing a link to an article entitled Sharecropping Blackness, White Supremacy in the Hyperconsumption of Black Popular Culture. Ooh. Popular songs accompanied by white violence or tales of white violence aren't questioned. It's considered visceral or cinematic. Here we have Stuck in the Middle of You playing while a guy gets his ear cut off, mm. Reservoir Dogs. Mm. Mm. So Vanessa Carlton coming with that heat. Oh. She said, I would f- travel a thousand miles to make sure that y'all sit the fuck down. <laughs> um, you know what? I... I actually watched a video about this song and like the recreation of this song not too long ago. I think Vice News put out a little article about like the history of, they do every once in a while like a history of this particular song. And um, from what I understand, this song was never meant to be a thing. Like this was a small instrumental like demo on her like demo CD. Yeah, I think I remember hearing that. And then one of the producers heard it and was like, no, this is a fucking hit. Like we need to put the put the strings underneath it and write some lyrics to it. And then like we'll shoot the video and she'll be playing the piano as they put it on the back of a truck. Like it was this whole thing that happened just kind of serendipitously. Mm-hmm. And now it's like this cultural phenomenon. And then when Terry Crews did the thing in White Chicks, like it yeah. sent it to a different level, right? Yeah. But fuck all that, man. I mean, he, he she like, look, my thing is like they, they pay for the sample. I'm saying if if this Carlson is like defending them, I guess she got her check. Yeah, she got her check and she's chilling. She got her check. She got every right to say who can and cannot use the song and yeah. why. And then shout to Young and Ace for making a fucking banger of a record, man. That shit is. And the video's hilarious. Video's dude. hilarious, and that shit is crazy because he's <laughs> talking about he's talking about niggas he actually shot. Like, what the fuck do you want on a golf course? On a golf course with, with thousand miles hanging in the background. Like, come on, man. It's what are we talking about? Yeah, it's hilarious. I just like the fact that Vanessa Carlton was just like, you know, like I don't give a fuck what y'all talking about. Like, it's like about the check clear. I'm good. I love her. Shout out to her. Shout out to Vanessa. Shout out to VC. Can I just talk a little bit about this fucking balloon that's still hanging up? It is still here. Like, you got this balloon how many months ago? I, I, uh, well, we're in June, so it's uh, two months. Two months ago for your birthday, right? Yeah. And it's filled with helium, right? It's filled with helium, yeah. And it's still like in the air. Still hanging strong. It's still my birthday. It's my birthday. This is ridiculous, dude. Yes, no. I'm just like, I want I want to put it away. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let it, let it hang and see how long it just hangs. And you haven't done anything to it. Like, you're not like, there's no like secret strings that are hanging not, from the no, ceiling. Like, once it drops, I'm going to put it in the trash. But like, right now, it's just been going strong. You can't put it in the trash. You got to hang this thing in the rafters, man. I might have to. You got to yeah, retire this thing. Gone, it's been going for a minute. You got to frame it. Yeah, probably. Um, I want to talk a little bit about this video that I saw on Twitter. Um, you know, Houston is the largest city for strip clubs per capita, right? Yes. Like that is your domain. Like 
you know, New York is kind of like the entertainment or like the live show city and Los Angeles has Hollywood. They do, yeah. That's what they're known for. Uh, yeah. New Orleans, jazz. Um, just Bourbon, like Bourbon Street. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Houston has strip clubs. It is a strip club city. That is the culture here. Yeah, strip clubs and strip clubs and brisket. And lean. Yeah. So it comes at no surprise that one of the most ridiculous stories I've ever heard involving a stripper, dancer, entertainer, performer, whatever you want to call them, um, happens here in this city. Yeah. So we're just going to go ahead and play this video that was brought to us by Fox News 26 here in Houston. This a 32-year-old Houston man files suit against a stripper. Yeah, he says he loaned the dancer money and he wants it back. But she says, hey, there's no such thing as stripper refunds. Fox 26's Randy Wallace is live tonight from the Southwest Side nightclub where the couple met. Randy. Melinda, she goes by the stage name Naomi, and she says that about a year ago she was dancing here at Treasures when she met a man named Robert Wallace. Now, the dancer and comedian says they were just friends. But to Robert Wallace, it was much more than that. I have had situations in the past where customers have followed me home. I've had to move twice, uh, switching gyms, switching jobs. But having a customer sue her is a first for the statuesque dancer who calls herself Nomi. He was becoming a regular, and we did become friends. I really like him as a friend, and I still do. We had a dating relationship, and... Uh, on May 3rd, I, we had broken up. Robert Wallace. Um, just because this is theater of the mind and they can't actually see this. Uh, what would you say that this gentleman looks like? Uh, he looks like a tope with operator. Yeah. Whatever you are imagining in your brain right now, just based off of that voice and the circumstances, you're correct. And she does not like a tope with operator at all. All honesty, she's bad as hell. I mean... Like I see why she got those, the why she got the money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is where the money resides. That's where the money resides. Well, says he loaned the dancer about two grand, and he wants it back, along with a laptop and some DVDs. I don't believe in loans because I don't want to pay anybody back. I know how stubborn she can be, so after a week of waiting for for her to return my things. Uh, I decided to file uh, a suit to get my stuff back. Since the word loan doesn't seem to be in Nomi's vocabulary, and Robert says the cash and other items were not gifts, it looks like an out-of-court settlement is out of the question. I've given him gifts, too. You know, I mean, how do I get my booty and boobs back? Still, both sides say they've learned a lesson. Robert says he's not dating any more strippers. I kind of did kind of see it possibly ending this way. And Nomi says there's no such thing as refunds, exchanges, or rain checks when strippers are involved. No refunds in a strip club. I've even had people come up in there asking, oh, can he get a dance mail, pay me back next week? We ain't got no layaway plans either. I mean, look, you can't write this. This is a perfect script. Man falls in love with the stripper. Stripper thinks he's kind of a frumpy dude, but, you know, sees that he has a heart of gold, right? Mm -hmm. But eventually, after multiple visits and becoming a regular and gifts, gifts, donations, she starts to fall for him. If nothing else, then a friend. And then 
the relationship turned sour. Jealousy, envy, lust start creeping into the picture. And now this frumpy, homely looking guy, he now turns into the regular. And now she's on the run. Now she can't hide from him. She's got to fight back. Think about this is a mix of um, pretty woman meets the fugitive. Or enough. Which one was enough? Enough was the one with, Joe, with uh, Jennifer Lopez where she... where she. Oh, right. She, tr- she starts training to fight so she can <laughs> yeah. fight back on her domestic abusive right. husband, right? Right. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Thinking, but I was thinking less like physical fighting and then she just, just yeah, yeah she just like stabs him like a couple <laughs> times she's like <laughs> and then like that's the end of the movie yeah this is crazy right it's hilarious you're a strip you're a strip club connoisseur have you ever witnessed anything like this uh no I, th- I feel like I feel like when you walk to show it's kind of like when we talked about me going to I mean, when, when I go to play poker like when I go to a strip club whatever money that I have Mm-hmm. That I plan to give up, like in my mind, I part ways with it before I go to strip club. Right. Same rules apply. Yep. So it's like I don't go expecting like a refund. I don't know how you would. I mean, I don't know I, how you could. Like how? Like how do you get a refund? Like, I, furthermore, I don't know how you can establish an, a, a relationship with a dancer in the club, right? And imagine that to be a real relationship. Because people think they're shippers are their friends. And I'm just like... That. Bro, people think that the girls that work at Twin Peaks and Hooters are their friends. Same shit. Like, Same shit. And it's <sighs> like, bro, unless you know them outside of Twin Peaks or Hooters, like they, you can't call them your friends. Right. You really can't. Like You have to know them outside of that. Like, you got to know their real name. Because, like, bro, like strippers, that's their... Like, and I'm not knocking strippers. Like, of course. At all. But that's their job. Their job is to make it they, like, they, that you like them. Mm-hmm. That's their job. So, like, if you think that she likes you, she's probably really good at her job. Right. So, and that's and that's just more of a testament to her being good at her craft. Yeah. So, shout out to her, man. I mean, yeah. You gave her, <laughs> you gave her two grand on a laptop? Yeah. You thought there were loans? And she gave you her booty and boobs. She can't get those back. Can't get that back. She heard them, like, she heard them probably on, on your face and your parts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that, like, that's what the laptop would be like. You paid for that with a laptop. You paid for that with two grand. You can't sue for that, dude. Like, come on, man. You feel bad for this guy at all? Absolutely not. No? Like, you just... Not even a little bit? Not even in the, no. like, the he doesn't have the social skills awareness look, to, to know when he's being... Look, we all, like, you have to know that when you walk into a strip club that this is not where you're finding. Um, I mean, look, it happens, but this is an ideal space to, like, find the, the, like, the love of your life. Mm-mm. Like you can't find it in a place that the people that are paid to like like you. Mm-mm. It doesn't make sense. No. Like, come on, man. It's tough, man. It, it tough for who? I mean, it's tough for the strippers, the dancers, because they gotta know that this is likely situation when you find these lonely guys that don't really have the ability to go out and meet women or talk to women and date in like, you know, under normal circumstances. So you got to think like, okay, every guy that I talk to may end up being a little bit too handsy. He may be, end up being a little bit too creepy. He may end up yeah. being obsessive in a small yeah, way. She, yeah, she was saying that shit to like, she got followed home. She switched um, gyms. And mm-hmm. switched, yeah. I imagine this is a frequent occurrence. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that, but I don't know what the suing thing is, though. Like, no, that's the suing thing, be, I, I've never new, heard of that. That's to be brand new. I've uh, never heard of it. I'm surprised he even has a case, honestly. I'm surprised he showed his face on camera. That's another thing. Face and name. Like, he showed his name and faces. Like, yeah, this I'm justified in this. I'll show my face and my name. I'm at, I imagine that there's some sort of network between the clubs and the dancers that, like, his name and his face gets shared. They're like, listen, you see this guy? Run the other way. At least in Houston, as I, I would hope. Well, now you got it. Now you, it's all over the internet. Like everybody knows now. Yeah. Every club from here to 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 you know, Atlanta to Jersey to Jersey. Which which by the way, I've, I've been hearing that their strip clubs are are nice. Listen, man, I've been hearing that. I'm gonna say this. I'm hearing it's a hidden gem. I'm gonna say this one more time. Mm-hmm. Don't sleep on Jersey. I'm not sleep. Look, look. not just you. But everybody listening right now, I do you understand? Like every like month or so, there's this fucking meme that floats around and says like, <laughs> "Here are the best things that you can do in New Jersey," and then it says leave. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I get it. It's funny this shit on Jersey, but everybody that I talk to, everybody that's ever visited, everybody that's ever lived there, can tell you that there's a lot of things to love about Jersey that you can't find anywhere else. Ever been to Chicago's in Jersey? Can I do what? Have you been to strip clubs in Jersey? Have you been to any? Um, no, no. There's this. There was this one place called Limericks in the town next to where I grew up that was kind of notorious for, I guess, just kind of like being there. Like, <laughs> you know how like whenever you see, like, I guess you don't really get this here because no, we have we have Carrington's. It's just it's just it's, just, it's a Houston staple. It's like right across the street. That place, Carrington's. Oh yeah, yeah. It's been here forever. Okay, yeah. but like the thing about Houston is that there's no zoning laws, right? So there could be a strip club right next to a Target. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like yeah. nobody even bats an eye. Yeah. So I guess the thing that was with Limericks was because it was just like right off the side of the road and like it was just sitting there and like it wasn't tucked away and it was a sign and it had a girl on the sign and you kind of knew what it was uh-huh. even as a kid. I guess just at growing up, you, like, you would think like the strip clubs would be like in the city or, you know, in like the back alley somewhere. Like right. you didn't expect it for it to be sitting right there, you know, next to a trading post <laughs> or whatever the fuck. So that's kind of like my experience with strip clubs growing up there. Mm. I actually didn't go to a strip club for the first time until I was like 19. Okay. Living in Atlanta. Okay. But Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's also a good place to go to a strip club. For it, but I wasn't in Atlanta. Where were you? I was in a place called Columbus, Georgia. Oh. For the classic between Tuskegee and Morehouse. Okay. And one of my dorm mates was from Columbus, and he brought us to this strip club. And I got to tell you, it was the most terrifying night of my life. Oh, damn. That's that's, that's your first go around, too? First go around. Mm. We walked into this place, and it looked like, speaking of Reservoir Dogs, actually, you know that room that they held? Um the guy in like Harvey Keitel or whatever yeah. like it looked like that but just with like 12 cocktail tables sitting up <laughs> and a stage we walked in and there was this girl who was like a complete mess like just tatted hair like just fucking zonked out of her mind just head down on the table just sleeping right damn. and we're like damn like it's like that. Like people just come here to just pass out. And it was early in the night. It was like maybe 10 o'clock. That's rough, dog. Right. We walk in, girl's on the stage. She's dancing, whatever, like that. She's gyrating, do whatever the fuck. She gets off the stage. And then the fucking DJ is like, all right, everybody, welcome, blah, 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 to the stage. Right. And this girl who's sitting in the dark corner just picks her head up off of the table, like wipes her mouth, like she just oh got into a fight. God. And then she just 
does like a shoulder roll onto the stage, right? And she's wearing like this bikini with like a fucking like um like what we call it? like a like a see through like a see through like shawl on, right? That sounds depressing, dude. And she just takes off the shawl. She unbut she unzips the unties the shawl, right? She just pulls her titties out from her from her uh top or whatever, and she just gets into the, like you know like like four point stance where like you got your hands behind you and like you have your hips up in the air and like you're you're just like thrusting up your hips to the ceiling, right? She gets in that position, right? And then she just like kind of like just like gyrates her her pussy like right in the fucking air and it just looks so sad and it's like she has like no expression on her face it's just like just 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 despair all over her face right and then she like clips off the fucking bottoms of her because i guess it was a full nude um strip club so she clips off her the bottoms of her panties right and she just just full bush just fucking just out there right and she's just like look at my fucking pussy and we're just like oh my god this is awful on top of that two drink minimum <laughs> two drink minimum oh so i just got two cokes okay and i just sat there and i drank two cokes man while everybody else just went up to the stage and was like wow oh well, they were like wow no nobody was really like wow but i think that just sounds sad just i think just because you were out right it was a different city and we're in a strip club you're just like, I'm just going to make the best of this. So I'm just going to act like this is a big deal. But man, you man. You could just leave. We could have just left. Yeah. But no. Nah, I kind of wanted to stay to see how disastrous it got. But I, yeah, I, I get that. It wasn't good, man. It wasn't good at Ooh. all. Uh, Okay. Uh, are we done talking about strip clubs? Yeah, we could be. Okay. <laughs> what do you got for Spotlight this week? Spotlight for this week. I pick my mother. Your mom's? Yeah, because when you hear this, it'll be Monday, and that will be her birthday. Oh, shit. Shout out to Ed's mom's. She turned 65. Shout out to Ed's mom's for turning 65 she on her birthday. Get that, she get that. She can get on that, Medi- on that Medicare. <laughs> Is that what happens at 65? 65, yeah. You get that. You get that red, white, blue card. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, shout out to your mom for her another successful trip around the sun. Right, like it's thing, like thanks for her. Like she, she had she dealt with me and four other children. Mm-hmm. That's like that's crazy. Like, that's remarkable. Yeah, like sometimes I just I was sitting up and wonder like how come she didn't just like leave me somewhere? Yeah, she really could have just like left. She got just like just dropped me off somewhere and just left. She didn't have to do this. <laughs> she made that choice every day. Yeah, like she made like dealing with me. Yep. Me, this you, guy, you, man, <laughs> for thirty-eight years, thirty-eight, fucking hell. So, wow, like what a trooper. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys doing for her birthday? Well, we're taking her to a steakhouse. Okay, and I said I said to get her a gift because I'm a great son, and I haven't gotten her a gift yet. <laughs> what are you gonna get her? I don't even know yet because I'm all that's how great I am as a son. <laughs> what do you like? All right. Because I have this problem with my parents. Because I don't even know what to get them. I don't know. Like, you usually end up getting a gift card because like they just have everything. They got everything, right? Like, what else do you get? The person has everything, and they don't even ask for shit. They don't yearn for things. They just kind of want to just go to church and sleep. It's like, what do you get them? I can't get you a church. <laughs> get them church shoes. I guess. <laughs> like, she has plenty of those. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, how many Bibles can you really buy a person? I mean, look, it's the same story over and over, right? Right. I don't know, man. Um, I think the gift card is probably your best bet, though. Yeah, that's probably because it probably, probably was going to be his gift card. Like, I don't know what to get her, dude. Well, I mean, that's, that's all you need to do. I mean, really, the best gift that you can give her is just by being a loving, successful 
wonderful son. I mean, and I can't be that, so it's. <laughs> I mean, I just got to get a gift card, I guess. Do you have an education for the. Yeah, I got one that you helped me with that was kind of like right there. I didn't even see it. Mm-hmm. You helped me see it. Mm-hmm. No is a complete sentence. Fucking right. It's a complete sentence. Like, just. You don't have to give people your time and shit if you don't feel like it's valued or if you feel like you want to put it there. You can easily just say no. Do me. you want to give the little backstory as to how we got to this? Oh, because I've been getting called to work a lot. Mm-hmm. Like a lot, a lot. Because even so that we have to reschedule the show to today. Yeah. Because I got called to work yesterday. Right. And then like this morning, I wake up to a text message. They tried you. They tried me. And I was like, dude. Like I was like, no one else work here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, no one else work here. Is it just me? <laughs> well, my question to you is: I thought the vaccine, the vaccinations were slowing down. Yeah, but they're like they're transitioning me to like uh, like doing actual like pharmacy stuff. Oh, now, okay. Like, so you're yes. getting into like your actual job now. Yeah. So like they need me to do stuff to other pharmacies. I'm just like, where are the other people? Like they're not. Right. I just like I, it can't just be me here. Well, I mean. I guess that's kind of a testament to your work ethic. It's cool. I know it's great. But at the same time, no. No. I'm I'm busy. <laughs> yes. I can't do this. I had to put together an entertainment center today. Like I, that is that that's that box was in there for like two days. Yeah. I haven't gotten to it. So I was like, I need to do this now because I'm just gonna I'm tired of tripping over this shit. It's, it's a very cool. nice entertainment center. And it's very heavy. It doesn't look heavy. No, but like that box oh, itself the box is, is heavy. heavy. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm sure, no, like that thing is heavy when you pick up all the parts of it because mm-hmm. all the parts were in this box mm-hmm. that I picked up yeah. and they were heavy as fuck. I got you. And I, I feel was you. tired of chipping over it because like it doesn't really move and like when you hit, when your foot hits it, like it's not budging. Well, I mean, you did great. It looks great. Thanks. Um, and I'm proud of you for saying no to your job because it's important to establish those boundaries. You got to maintain that work-life balance as they say. Yeah. So I feel you on that. Thanks. Um, yeah. So like I said, if you guys are listening and you want to hear our opinions on music and what we're feeling, go ahead and subscribe to the State Your Take List with Ed and Aaron. Like all the songs that you like, put them in your own library. Because starting next week, we're going to start thumping you in the head with some new shit. And it's okay to act like you just found it yourself and I didn't give this to you. It's you, fine. You I'll, absolutely must tell your friends that you found this music. No, yeah, like, it's fine. Because uh, you can tell them that it was just all you. Mm-hmm. You don't have anyone that's like, curating music for you. It's, that's fine. I'm okay with that. We're okay with that. Because we know, we know what's up. We know the truth. We know the truth. We know you ain't wavy. Yeah, we know. And it's okay. We know that you get our you all your cool points from us. That's fine. We know that in a lot of cases, we're your two black friends. Yeah, we know that too. That's fine. And we want you to know that that's okay. That's okay. We're happy to do it. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> Somewhat. Just make sure you stay out of, in line, okay? Don't try to get too out of pocket. Yeah. It doesn't give you a pass to say the N-word. Don't do that. And don't be acting weird on Twitter either. Don't be touching our hair. Don't do that either. Yeah. Don't start rapping. Don't. Yeah, don't. Don't. Tr- don't you don't have bars. No, the only the only bars that you have are are connected to candy. You know the reason why the reason why we stand Vanessa Carlton because she stayed in her fucking lane. She really did. She is like she she played the she played the piano, she sang a song, and and years later 
She got sampled by rappers, and now she's defending them for sampling her stuff and giving her a check. She didn't come out here and try to get a remix on with the baby. Right. She didn't want to be in the video. She wasn't. She could have been in the video probably too. She could have been in the video playing the piano, the piano in the background on the golf course. Said, I'm nah. sure she was like, "Nah, I'm good. Like, yeah, I nah, got I'm this. Good. Yeah, just give me that check and we're good. You can handle that. Yeah. That's why we love Vanessa Carlton. Although I would have loved to see her on the golf. <laughs> 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 that would have been amazing. That would have been great. That would have been great. All right. Um, you got anything else you want to say to the people? We love most of you. We don't care for the rest of you. Gator Productions.